0: In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. How does one find love in isolation? Even in the beginning there was a relationship. Father, Son and Spirit dwelling in perfect harmony in community. Yet the mind blowing, awe striking, incredible thing is the one with universal power wants to share community with his creation. Just look at the life of Jesus. It's so obvious to see. Love is found in community. The Passover. The wedding at Canaan. Zacchaeus, tonight dinner is at your house. Community isn't just those you have close relations with. Take a minute to think what is my community? Yes, your family, friends and church family all fit into community. But you've got your sports teammates, your local barista, your doctor, the policeman, the local tradie, the taxman and even the parking meter inspector. Do you love your community? Because our God expresses love in community. It's a God that loves in community. That is what we're speaking about today. My nana used to have a saying, never underestimate your words, grandparents, if you have them, and grandkids, because this one stuck with me. A community that prays together, stays together. So let's just start this morning before we jump into the sermon with a word of prayer. Lord God, we, uh, we thank you for the abundant, just incredible love that you have for us. And uh, we have just been blown away in this sermon series by how you display that and uh, even what that means for you to be love. And we just, we're dumbfounded, but we just come afresh again this morning to hear a new aspect of love and how you display it and how we need to also display it, how we receive it. We thank you for that this morning, Lord. Amen. Amen. The other good thing about prayer is it just calms you. It doesn't matter if your sheet music's falling off the piano or, you know, no matter how busy your morning's been, it just, it brings you to a great place, doesn't it? Let me give you a quick recap of what we've been up to. We've started a sermon series called Love. If you missed it, it's Love. And uh, we've done two weeks prior to this so far. And what we've done is, we looked at the, the idea that God is love, so that means God's very essence is love, and what that means for us, and particularly Simon actually looked at this word called agape, do we remember that, yeah? And the unconditional love that that is, normally when we as humans have love, we put conditions on it, I'll love if we do this for me, or if something like this happens, And we looked at how God's love is unconditional. doesn't matter whether we do or don't do something, He's going to love us regardless. And then we looked at sacrificial love. And we brought it more than just this idea of sacrifice in the cross. Whilst that's a very big part and it's the climax of uh, sacrificial love that God displays for us, it's not all of it. And we went through and we looked at the different parts of love that God has displayed for us. And then we came to the point of Christmas Day where actually we witnessed the sacrifice of God leaving his heavenly throne and coming to earth to wash disciples' feet and then finally sacrifice himself. If you, have, if you are interested in seeing what those sermons are about or want to listen to it again, sneaky plug here, they're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. New Beginnings Uniting Church is our channel, and uh, we have podcasts, and if you ever want to catch up on them, or if you want to see the other like intro videos that we've done, they've been quite impressive, haven't they? Um, We've actually got Josh to thank for that. He made those. So make sure after the service, the guy behind the computer, can't see him, but uh, he made those videos. So they've been a great blessing, and I feel like they've really helped with understanding what we're looking at. But this morning, we're looking at community, love found in community, and the idea that community was around even before creation, and it's really important. What I want to do is we're going to start back in the the scripture, where we started. If we can get up John 1, thanks, Chris. And in John 1, 1, we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, Now, this is one of the, in my opinion, the hardest scriptures to understand, especially when you start breaking it down, right? Because when we read those first five verses, our understanding and what we know to come later in John influences how we read that, right? The word there in the first five verses is not yet talking about Jesus. That's personification there. Right? The personification giving the attributes, what we understand as human attributes, trying to describe how God did something. It's like if you call your boat Lady Grace or something, it doesn't mean the boat is a person, it's not a lady. It's the fact that it's graceful and it sails gracefully, but it's still a boat. So when it's the word there, the word is trying to describe the action. That God did. Now it's really important to understand this because what it's saying then is when we get later to verse 14, that Jesus is both fully God, because it's not yet saying Jesus, not a separate person yet. It's saying God, and then he brings Jesus into Word, right? He's saying the Word is being Jesus later. This is why it's so confusing. The Word is fully God. But then when he introduces in verse 14, where we understand that that's Jesus, he's saying it's both fully human. So he's fully God and fully human. And what John does in these first five verses is he takes us back to Genesis. And that's why we had two readings today. This is a direct link to Genesis 1. There's no hiding it. He's using scripture to make a point. And what he's done in Genesis 1 is he's gone back to the creation story and he says, look, Jesus is here in this picture too. If we just put up Genesis 1, Chris, if we may. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the second part, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And it goes on to say... And then God said, let there be light. But said, notice word, yeah? And so we've got there the Spirit of God, Father, the Creator, and Jesus, the three people of God. Now, note that I said this was before creation. This is really important. The fact that the Father the Spirit and the Son, dwelt in this relationship of mutual love and respect and submission for each other that means love existed outside of time. Now, so far you're probably thinking, wow, this is really full on. We can probably picture this really easy, right? What I want us to do is imagine on a piece of paper a timeline. If you need to close your eyes, close your eyes to try and picture it. And you've, in your typical timeline form, you see on the piece of paper there's a starting point and an end point. Now, in this picture, the relationship is you looking at it. You're not on that timeline, right? They're like the drawer of the timeline, And you're probably thinking, yeah, cool. That's a cool concept, Caleb. God dwelt outside of time in this relationship. But why is this important for love? Well, this is one of the distinguishing factors about Christian belief. This is one of the things that actually separates us as Christians from a lot of other religions. If you looked at Islam, there's just God. And he cannot be in a mutual loving relationship before creation because it is just Allah, right? And if he, when he created, he couldn't have created out of love because he had nothing to love. If you look at Greek mythology, because it's not just Islam, it's every religion, if you look at Greek mythology, you actually note that the gods created to make humans as their pawns for war or service. And you can keep going into Roman mythology and you can go into other religions, but the incredible part is Christian belief identifies and distinguishes a relationship before time, and then out of their love for each other, they've created. And in doing so, the creation is out of love. And it roots the nature of creation in love. And he calls us into the love that he created out of. Can you see how contradictory that is to all the other religions? And why it's so important? Because when we come to it now, when we say community of love, it's actually this greater picture than just dwelling together. Which brings me to the main point of the sermon this morning. Well done. You got through the hard, meaty stuff. That's all I want to... This is a whole part of theology in itself, and it's really, really complex. Don't get me wrong. If you understood that, you're doing better than some Bible college students. Um, (laughs) But this brings me to the main point. And the main point is love is found in community. Love is found in community, and you cannot experience love unless you are in community. Let alone when we start to think of this time of season and we say Christmas. You can't experience the love of Christmas unless you're in community. It just isn't possible. It can't be found in isolation. And when you start thinking of love in isolation, you start getting things like vanity and pride and egotism. It isn't love. Now, I am not denoting self-love. That is very different again. You need to love yourself for who God's created you to be and what you bring to the world. But I am saying when that takes more priority than when you actually are displaying love for others, that's when it becomes a problem. And because of this, I felt compelled this morning that I actually needed to mention why it's so important that we have community. Because it's one thing just to say we need community, but then it's another thing to actually understand why we need community. And the community can be your church, it can be your RSL, you know, it can be your family, but these points are mainly directed to why we need community in church. Why it's so important to be involved in our church community or in a church community. And the first point is this community challenges you to be more like Jesus. We'll just pop that one on, Chris, if you can. Community challenges you to be more like Jesus. Hebrews 10 verse 24 and 25 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Nothing makes you more like Jesus than the, what can be sometimes called daily grinds of interactions with others. If you work with people, sometimes you know what I mean. <laughs> we often think, and I haven't yet to experience this, but... Marriage is often the great example of this because it's a refining process. Can people as a married person agree to that? Yeah, I see some head nodding. Yeah, it's a refining process. One day. We often think that marriage is a refining process, but the truth is God gives us community also for this. It's not just the responsibility of one. This is a community thing that we do. And we need community in order to encourage one another in our pursuit of God. And it's within this context uh, of community that we are given the opportunity to be refined, to develop and become better followers of Jesus. The second reason why we need community is it meets our need for love. Proverbs 17 verse 17 says... A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Yeah. (laughs) There's no denying that we are men and women who care and crave love, right? We all want to be loved, and we were made to be. That's why in the Genesis narrative, in the story, that God says... It's not good for man to be alone. But even more amazing is that God gives us the gift of each other as a way to meet our needs for love. We're called to love each other, and it's beautiful the way that Jesus displays this. That's the way we witnessed it in sacrificial love yesterday. I uh, let yesterday, last week, sorry, even. Feels like yesterday. Community, for the third point, community empowers your relationship with God. So far, we've had uh, community feels our need for love and we've also had community challenges us to be more like Jesus, but community also meets, empowers our relationship with God. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. There is something real to be said about power in numbers, isn't there? When we are surrounded by other believers, we feel empowered. Have you ever been in a conference or were you ever in the day when, I I know some of you here were in the day when this church was decked out in the Rafters, I don't, I don't know, but it was, I don't know the saying, it's, now I'm stumbling on words. <laughs> but the, the point is, if you've ever been in the situation where there is a whole heap of gatherers that believe and are mutually praising and worship, and you see the power coming from them, you yourself get lifted up in that. When the person next to you starts singing O Holy Night with you, you don't care that you're not hitting the right notes because together you're hitting the wrong notes. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we're seeing that community is really vital. And when we looked at... God's love in the community before time, and we think about that in Christmas, we've got to ask a couple of questions, or at least a question. And you've got to say, what's it look like in my Christmas this year? That aspect of community. I just want to wrap up with, I'd like you all to shut your eyes, and I want to give you a bit of a prompting to try and think about this, because it's important. I want you to think about the community you are going to spend with this Christmas. Whether it is you come into church on the morning, or maybe it's there's uh, family time, or maybe it is that you're going out to friends. And what I want you to remember is, as you engage with Christmas this year, this is an outpouring of love that we found Initially in creation and has flown through the whole gospel. That the community of God, the Father, Spirit, and Son had so much love that even when humanity chose against him, he came to earth. And he loved so much that he came to earth in the form of his creation as a human. And the whole purpose of that is so that we can come back into a right relationship with God. And this is the community of God in Christmas. Let's just pray. Yes, God, we uh, thank you for the opportunity that we have to come back into relationship with you, into that community that you are we just we just uh in awe of what your love is and we're so grateful that we can join into that we thank you that you accept us into your community amen